On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host, Cody Felger. Alongside of me, as always, your other host, Derek Larger. And today we're continuing our look at the Colts position groups. We've already looked at the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Today we are looking at the unit that probably is the most notorious. They were, they've been one of the best the last couple of years, the Indianapolis Colts offensive line. We'll start at the left side. We'll make our way all the way to the right. We'll talk about every player on the left side of the position. Um, and then we'll, we'll do probably all five starters, and we'll talk about some of the reserves. So we'll start here with Anthony Costanzo, the incumbent left tackle, the veteran. Uh, Costanzo has been one of the best left tackles in the league the last couple of years. He's been obviously phenomenal um, in both the departments. I know a little bit more his uh, run blocking is a little bit more of, of kind of his mojo, but he's gotten better in terms of pass protection as well. Uh, Costanzo was very vocal last year in saying, this is the best I have felt in my career. And now he's you know going to be 31 years old. He's getting a little bit up there in age. He just re-signed with the Colts for a couple of years. Um, so you got to think the Colts at least have their left tackle for a couple more years. Uh, Derek, initial reaction and your thoughts on Anthony Costanzo. He's one of the most underrated left tackles in the game. For me, it's a top five left tackle. A lot of people have him top 10, fringe top 10. So, you know, that's fine. But I think he's a top five left tackle, in my opinion, because like you said, he's increased his ability to be able to block and pass protection. Obviously, helping having Quentin Nelson on your side obviously helps. But um, yeah, he's always been a very reliable left tackle when it comes to uh, run blocking. I actually think it's quite possible to say that Costanzo might be the worst run blocker on this <laughs> on this offensive line, which is actually saying something. But um, in regards to that, I think Anthony Costanzo is a very dominant left tackle, a guy that is has been consistent throughout his career. He's never been flashy, but he's been consistent. He's never really had injury problems. Glad to have him back in Indy for at least another season. If he continues to stay healthy, he might stick around for longer. I mean, Andrew Whitworth of the Rams is 38 and is still blocking. I mean, that's incredible. Maybe we could have a Costanzo like that for a while if he decides he wants to continue to stay. If he does stay healthy and he wants to continue to be on this team, but I really like Costanzo. I think he's one of the best in the league at what he does. So I, I that's what I think of Costanzo. I feel like he was always a pretty good uh, left tackle, but I feel like the last couple of years, especially, he's kind of come into a little bit of a late prime. Um, and he's really played fantastic. He's been a top left tackle in this league. I, I love the progress I've seen from Anthony Costanzo. I mean, he used to be, I think a lot of Colts fans early on disliked Costanzo quite a bit. But he has continued to improve and continue to get better. Obviously, the addition of Quentin Nelson has helped him a lot. And we'll talk about Quentin Nelson now. Obviously, he was taken a couple of years ago by the Colts, number six overall from Notre Dame. Quentin Nelson is the best guard in football. I don't think there's a question about that. You could argue the best offensive lineman in the league. 
he has been dominant ever since he was drafted. He has just been everything that uh, he has been hyped up to be. He has completely changed the culture of this offensive line, going from statistically one of the worst in 2017 to it's kind of crazy because they allowed the most sacks a year in 2017. 2018, they allowed the fewest amount of sacks, and Quentin Nelson was a big part of that equation. Derek, give me your thoughts on Big Q, number 56. The pancake robot himself. I mean, holy cow, this guy is phenomenal. A lot of people have said, who would you rather have, Brandon Brooks, Zach Martin, or Quentin Nelson? For me, I'd take Quentin Nelson any day of the week. I'm not taking Zach Martin or Brandon Brooks over him. He is the best guard in football. There's no question because what he does is he doesn't just block. He ruins the soul of any person he blocks. He puts you in the ground. He wants to finish you. That is who he is. And not many other guards in the NFL will do that. Not many of them can block and pancake people the way that Quentin Nelson does. Anytime somebody's coming near him, they just want to run the other direction because they don't want to get hit by this guy. They really don't. So Quentin Nelson, like you said, has changed the whole dynamic and the way this offensive line blocks has just brought that aggression and nastiness to this offensive line. And a guy that we're about to talk about in Ryan Kelly has really just helped Ryan Kelly to find his mojo again, right? His aggressiveness, the player that he was in Alabama, the the tank that he is. So, I mean, Quentin Nelson, best in the business at what he does. No question about it. Uh, one of the best offensive linemen in football, no question. And everybody loves Big Q. He's had an interesting career so far with the Colts. Obviously, he was drafted in the first round in 2016. And he's seen a lot of changes on an offensive line, even in the couple of years he was, he's been in the league now. Uh, but Kelly has consistently been a bright spot in that offensive line. Um, I think a lot of people were comparing him right away to, to Jeff Saturday. They're like, can, can Andrew Luck and him have a, you know, Jeff Saturday, Peyton Manning connection. And Ryan Kelly has not disappointed. He's been a very good center. And I feel like he was always a good center before Quentin Nelson was drafted, but especially in 2018 and even last year, he's established himself as one of the best centers in the league. I mean, I would argue top three center in the league. He's just that good of a center. Um, he's physically very good, um, very strong, very fundamentally sound as a center. He obviously is very valuable to that to that team. He's a leader on that offensive line. He makes the calls. He does everything. Ryan Kelly, he just I, I feel like he can't be understated. He's one of the most underrated offensive linemen on this team. I'm curious, Derek, your take on Ryan Kelly. Top three center in the league for me. No question about it. Just what this guy provides. He's been pretty durable for most of his young career so far taken in the 2016 draft. I think that he's been very reliable, a guy that's been able to do a lot of things. And he, he is just a tank in the middle. He's a very good run blocker. That was how he made a name for himself in Alabama has very much improved his pass blocking. A lot of people always said his uh, steps weren't always the greatest but he has improved that a lot. And again, just being next to a guy like Quentin Nelson makes you feel so much better. Again, another player that I just cannot speak highly enough of. He is a top three center in the league. That's what the Colts coaching staff and the executives have been saying. Anyone that disagrees doesn't understand that 
Ryan Kelly is right up there with the others. So that's what I think of Ryan Kelly. Eventually, we're going to get to a position that it doesn't have. It's probably the weak link, and that'll probably be the right guard position. Um, Mark Glowinski is right now the right guard for the Colts. Um, he hasn't necessarily been bad for the Colts. I think he's been uh, an average serviceable guard up to this point. But compared to these other guys, I mean, I think it's a little bit unfair to Mark Glowinski just because he's an average guard and these guys are top players at their position. But I think he still is a decent player for this Colts offensive line. And I think it's a good thing when an average guard is your worst player on the offensive line. Derek, I want to hear your take on Mark Glowinski and uh, kind of what he brings to this offensive line. Well, Cody, I mean, it's no secret that you certainly have a tiny bit of disdain for Mark Lewinsky. I mean, you you used to text me all the time when uh, last season when he would make mistakes because he was the leading penalty guy on our team, a couple of false starts, a couple of holds here and there. But I would say Glowinski's actually better than average. I'd say he's the good guard. I wouldn't say he's among the elites like Costanzo and and Nelson and Kelly. He's not on their level. No, no, he's not. But he is a good guard, a guy that could potentially be starting for a lot of other teams. That's just how good he is. His mistakes are obviously taken more into account because of how great the left side of our line is. I mean, Glowinski's a great run blocker. It explains, again, why we're able to run so well on the right side of the offensive line. Glowinski is a good right guard. He really is. He loves to block in the run game. He just needs to continue to get better at his pass blocking. Been multiple times where he gets thrown to the ground in pass protection. He's got to get better at that. But, I mean, even above-average guards get hit every once in a while, and that makes them fall. I mean, he is a good right guard a guy that can play. He is a very reliable option. He does have a few mistakes. He's got to get better on in pass protection, but given the circumstances, we could be doing a lot worse at right guard than Mark Lewinsky and Lewinsky has been a good option so far. And like you said, if an above average to good right guard is your weakest link on your offensive line, that's a really good thing to have. Uh, You're right. And I feel like I just have, I can't, I've kind of come off of that hating Mark Lewinsky type of thing. I, I don't know. I just think it with the emotions of everything, when you notice something happening, I think your instinct a lot of times is to go to the worst offensive lineman and be like, it's obviously has to be their fault when sometimes it wasn't even their fault. So apologies, Mark Lewinsky. You're, you're a pretty good player as well. I, I apologize for that. Uh, moving to the right tackle position, the last starter we will talk about. He was a guard. He was a guard coming out of college, but obviously circumstances happened in 2018, forced him to go to right tackle. Braden Smith has been a very solid right tackle for the Colts in his two years with Indianapolis. Derek, talk to me about Braden Smith, the transition, and how he's really performed pretty solid for the Colts offensive line so far. Well, it's certainly not easy to go from a guard to a tackle in in a system of any kind. And especially in this system, when you know on that left side of the line, you got to complement what is going on on the other side. You got to compete. And a lot of people have always said, oh, you know, Braden Smith's a bust. He's not been very good. That is all bull crap. That is not true. Braden Smith has been an above average right tackle in this league. PFF actually has him as I think they said was their 13th best right tackle 
in all of football. So, I mean, that's still above average. He's still above average. He's done really well. And the reason why he's been so low on other things is because people attack him the most. They attack that right side the most because they know they got Costanzo, Nelson, and Kelly on that side. Who would you rather face, Costanzo and Nelson, or would you rather face Glowinski and Braden Smith in pass coverage? I'm pretty positive we know which one is which, but Braden Smith is still really good at run blocking. He did that very well as a guard in Auburn. So, again, Braden Smith, another good player, another great player that I'm glad we have on here. He is young. He was drafted in the same draft as Quentin Nelson. He's still only going to be in his third year. Still more time to learn. And that's what I like about Braden Smith. He has gone under the shadow of Quentin Nelson. Everyone talks about Quentin Nelson. No one talks about Braden Smith being good at right tackle, and that's fine. I understand who he is. I understand how good he is, and I'm glad to have him as my right tackle. A couple key reserves that we'll hint at. I mean, there's a lot of guys on the roster right now, obviously. A couple guys that we think have a legitimate shot at making this roster. Obviously, you got to go with the guy, LaRaven Clark, who has been your backup left tackle the last few years. He obviously hasn't lived up to that third-round billing in 2016, same year as Ryan Kelly. But, uh, I mean, I think he's okay as a backup. I think that you know, I'm not super excited to have him backing up Casazzo. But I think he showed some games where he can kind of he can sort of hold down the fort a little bit if need be. We saw that in 2018 when Costanzo missed some time. I didn't think Raven Clark was as bad as some people thought, but still, definitely don't don't want him to rely on him for 16 games as your left tackle. But I'm curious, Derek, your thoughts on Clark, and then we'll move on to some a few other guys too. Yeah, I mean Clark was a guy that when he came in uh, was a very big bodied guy. Uh, his knock was that he was not very strong, uh, only benched like 20 reps at two, uh, 225 of the combine. So, you know, he had long arms. He just didn't, wasn't very strong, wasn't very mechanically sound. Um, He's still got a lot of work to do. Like you said, a guy that you would like to be able to bring in, but you don't want him to be a long-term solution if, you know, somebody were to happen to go down at that tackle position. So, yeah, uh. The Ravens, not the greatest reliable option as a backup, but, you know, he is what we got. And, you know, he could be a decent option for at least a short term. And then obviously Danny Pinter's another one drafted this year out of Ball State in the fifth round. He's another guy that I think could serve to to get gain some muscle, to gain a little bit of weight. He's only 6'4", 306 right now. I think he wants to, you know, kind of build up himself a little bit more. Obviously, going from tight end to tackle now to interior guard slash center, he's going to need some time to develop and learn that position. And then Jake Eldrincamp as well, who's another interior guy, uh, a guard that people have kind of talked up a little bit. So, Derek, I'm I'm curious on your opinion on those two guys as well. Yeah, I mean, again, guys that, you know, it's just something that they're going to have to see play time, but they're going to have to get bigger, Danny Pinter especially, you know, a guy that can be utilized in multiple situations. It's just going to be one of those things on whether or not they use them for a guard or tackle. But again, just having to have experience, that's going to be the big issue here. Again, you just got inexperienced guys that are just going to have to get those times. And Javon Patterson's another name I didn't mention. He'll probably be backup center to Ryan Kelly this year if he indeed does make the roster. Okay, so now here's the time we've all been waiting for. 
where do you rate this offensive line? Where do you rank them amongst the best in the NFL? Well, I mean, you have to say for the starters, it has to be a t- the best offensive line in football for me. Obviously, depth pieces doesn't help much, but I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things. Offensive line has one of the fewest injury problems throughout the year of most positions. So I, overall, this whole unit is a top three unit. Because of everything, I get it. But as the starters, it's number one for me, though. I mean, they were still a top unit last year with the drop in play at quarterback. So I think you add a Phillip Rivers who's going to get the ball out quicker. I think this offensive line will be right up there with the best. I agree. I think they're one of the best, if not the best. So, But I'm curious, our listeners, where do you rank this Colts offensive line? Let us know in the comments below. For Derek and myself, thanks guys so much, and go Colts.